Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Genesis 1, verse 2. Here we go. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was moving, hovering. It's what it means in the Hebrew, fluttering and brooding over the face of the waters. One translation said, and the Spirit of God moved. I want to preach a message along these lines for a few minutes. When God moves, everything moves. When God moves, your children move. When God moves, your finances move. When God moves, sickness moves. When God moves, depression moves. When God moves, attacks of the enemy moves. There's some things that won't move until God moves. And how many of you are glad today to know that you are standing right, come on, let me be country, smack dab in the middle of a move of God? If you're glad about it, open up your mouth. Come on, Palm Coast and SB and give the Lord a praise. All right, if you're ready for this anointing that I'm going to teach and preach and slip up your hands, precious, I love you so much. I believe in everything that God wants to do in your life, and I believe in you. So, Father, today, let a move of God just eclipse every agenda of hell. Have your way. We thank you for everything that you're doing. We have so many reasons to praise you, but we say in faith, you've done a lot, but we ain't seen nothing yet. If you're glad to be in an atmosphere of revival, give the Lord praise. Come on. Before you sit down, I want you to tell everybody in your neighborhood, come on, Palm Coast, tell them this is a move. NSB, tell them this is a move. The Bible says that the Spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. I want you to get this down in your spirit. All that is in the earth began when the Spirit moved. And I want to tell you today that the very first time that the Spirit shows up on the canvas of eternity, He shows up moving. And I've come with good news today, make no mistake about it, the Holy Spirit moves then, and the Holy Spirit still moves today. I wonder if there's anybody here that still believes that the Holy Spirit is moving today. Do you believe it? And I'm going to tell you that what I've seen after 20, I'm in my 26th year now of pastoring Calvary, we've never taken more ground. We've never seen God do more. I thank you that, I thank the Lord that we are not decreasing. We are increasing. Come on, somebody. But I've never seen such a move of God collectively in the earth as I'm seeing right now. And I want to tell you that the Holy Spirit moved. He started out moving, as I said, and he still moves. And y'all know what we need in America? We need this move of God. And there can be no doubt about this fact. There's no substitute for a move of God. There's some things that don't change unless God moves. There's some circumstances that won't shift until God moves. So I'm in a place right now as the apostle of all this that God has given me. 
charge over where I'm saying, Lord, I place my agenda on the side and whatever you want to do, I want you to do it right now. I need a move of God. So here's what I want you to know. When it comes to revival, when it comes to your own personal shift, when it comes to your breakthrough, watch this. Nothing moves until God moves. But when God moves, everything moves. Is there anybody here that's ready to see a move of God that will move some things in your life? Do you got some children that need to be moved? Do you have some problems that need to be moved? Do you have some circumstances that need to be moved? Well, what I would do if I was you, I wouldn't wait to praise him. I would go ahead and praise him like he's moving right now. Now, watch this. Some of you are sitting here today or Palm Coast or NSB or on live stream. And you're saying, Apostle, what is meant by the term a move of God? Now, I found a definition that describes a move of God, and it's something like this. A move of God is defined as a spiritual stirring among God's people. Who feels stirred in your spirit? All the saved folk for sure ought to feel that. I said, who feels stirred, Holy Ghost folk? You're feeling stirred in your spirit. It's the activity and supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Very simply, here it is. This is the Jim Rayleigh definition. If God is moving, then it defines natural, simple explanation. It is God interrupting the flow of history for the sake of his glory, his people, and the lost. It's when God comes in and he interrupts the flow of our lives. And he does things that we cannot explain. Things begin to happen that defy logic. I I don't know about you, but I'm ready for God to begin to move in the earth and for, for things to happen that defy logic. It's when God begins to move in such a way in our services and in our lives that there is no natural explanation. When a woman comes up and she's got two ligaments that have been torn completely apart and the doctor says you can't walk for three to four months and you're going to be facing surgery and it's going to be a very long and arduous process but in a moment God comes in the room and heals her and she pushes her scooter on the stage. I'm talking about a lady just recently that had a growth dry up behind her ear right in the service. I'm talking about instantaneous deliverance. Is there anybody here that still believes in a God that can walk in a room and do things that defy logic some of y'all are already there the very fact that you are here this morning is illogical the very fact that you are saved today is illogical because everybody around you doesn't know the battles that you fought or the pit that you crawled out of will you do me a favor will you just take a neighbor by the hand and say hey neighbor take my hand I want you to know what a miracle feels like. It feels like me. Ah, somebody give God praise if you are a testimony. Only praise him if your story defines logic. Only praise him if there's no natural explanation for why you are where you are today. Are you hungry for more of God? Come on, precious. 
I said, are you hungry for more of God on every campus, live stream? Ormond, are you hungry for more of God? So I want you to join me in this season. And I want us to cry out, God, come in and interrupt whatever you want to interrupt. Come in and shift whatever you want to shift. And so here's what I want you to understand in this teaching today, precious. God has always moved. And I want to talk to you just for a few minutes about the places throughout history where God showed up and supernaturally moved. My agenda today is crystal clear because I don't want this move of God that we're in to stop. I said, I don't want this move of God that we're in to stop. I want it to increase. We have already established that the Holy Spirit arrived on the scene in Genesis 1 and 2. And he shows up moving. And then the Bible says in the New Testament, Know ye not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the dwelling place of the Spirit of God. So he shows up on the canvas of eternity moving. So it is illogical to think that that same moving Holy Spirit is going to get inside of you and be still. When the Holy Spirit gets inside of you, man, things begin to happen. See, when God moves, we are moved. And I've made up in my mind that in this atmosphere of revival that is sweeping so many places, I want God to move in me. Now, now, now watch this. You may be here today or, or at one of our campuses and you're in a season or a situation, you may be watching from home and you know that only God can take care and rectify some of the situations that you're dealing with in your life. Maybe you've done all you can and all you know to do. Maybe you've been in a season where you don't even know what to do. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a time when you couldn't fix it? You couldn't shift it? You couldn't change it? You couldn't rectify it? You couldn't put it back together? But I need to make a declaration. When you get in that moment, that, my friend, is a miracle moment. First thing I want to show you is this. God moves when all hope in the flesh is gone. What does that mean? That means when we can fix it, God won't fix it. When we can deal with it, God won't deal with it. When we can transform it, God won't transform it. When we can heal it, God won't heal it. Why would God do for us what we can do for ourselves? But when we get to the end of ourselves, when we get to a place where we can't deal with it, fix it, change it, transform it, where we can't shift it, where we can't do anything about it, that's when God steps in and says, I'm able to do what you ain't able to do. Uh. Some of y'all think you're at the end, but you're at the beginning of a move of God. 
because God moves when we are at the end of ourselves. He moves when we're at the end of our abilities, at the end of our resources. I wonder if there is anyone here today that could say, Apostle, I have been right there. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how it was going to change. But I look back today and I look back through my life and I can say that when I was at the end of myself, God showed right up and made a way right out of no way. Remember the story of David. See, God moved in David to kill Goliath when all hope in the flesh was gone. Remember this story now. Israel, the army, is exasperated. They're fearful. They're shaking in their boots. They're trembling in their tents. None of them were willing and they were all afraid to confront and war with Goliath. That they sat there in fear. And it seemed as no one could find a way to kill Goliath. But the Lord moved on a teenager. Ah. Uh, that's what I love about this revival. This is what the devil hates. God is moving on teenagers and 20-year-olds and Gen Z. I, I dare somebody to give God praise that God is now moving. No, that, that's not a good enough praise. I need somebody who's thankful that in this sexually confused world, that in this world that sends so many mixed signals, there is a generation rising in a move and an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God, God, God will still use young people. That's why he's using me. Come on, somebody. So, so he moved. Listen, Gen Z. He moved on a young person and saved the whole nation. Isn't it ironic that God moved on a college campus and it's sweeping the whole nation, y'all? I said, God will still anoint young people. God will still baptize junior highers in the Holy Ghost. God will still call teenagers to preach. Oh, I need somebody to praise him who's excited to see a generation coming alive in the spirit of the Lord. So David said something very powerful. He comes and, and sees and hears Goliath running his mouth. And David said, today, holler at somebody and say today. today. He said, today, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you. Y'all, nine feet, nine inches tall. The head of his spear weighed 25 pounds. Come on, somebody. His armor weighed 125 pounds. David walks out with a sling and said, today, God's going to conquer you and I'm going to kill you. In other words, David said, God's going to conquer you, but I'm going to get the benefits. God's going to conquer you but I'm going to get the blessings. Y'all, 
God's going to overcome you. But I'm going to get the breakthrough. <laughs> Y'all don't even know where I'm going, do you? Do you remember on the cross when Jesus said it is finished? He conquered every attack of the enemy. He conquered sickness, Satan, seduction, and sin. Every attack of the enemy was conquered when he said it is finished. Jesus conquered, but I got the benefits. Hallelujah. I dare you. If you're walking in benefits today, give the Lord a good praise. Just give him a, give him a good praise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what revival is? Revival is the benefit package. You know what healing is? Healing is the benefit package. You know what breakthrough is? Breakthrough is the benefit package. (sighs) 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 Benefits. Now it's very important to note a couple of things here, precious. Number one, When God moves on us, he uses us to do what is impossible. That way, when it comes to pass, only he gets the glory. Listen, in the middle of 2020, 2021, I'm sure the enemy thought, I got him now. I've got the church now. I have defeated them now. But I look around at this place today on Bike Sunday, and we are wall-to-wall people. And I gotta say, devil, you have been, this is impossible in the natural realm, but honey, this is only the beginning. There's no way that young David should have been able to kill Goliath, but when the Lord moved, the Lord conquered, and he used David. And I want to tell you today that God is still looking for people to use to do the impossible. So ask everybody on your row, say, are you a candidate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If God wants to do the impossible in your life, are you ready for it? If God wants to save your children miraculously, are you ready for it? If God wants to give you a new job right out of nowhere, are you ready for it? If God wants to give you a breakthrough, are you ready for it? If God wants to anoint your hands to heal a sick body, are you ready for it? If God wants to put something in your mouth that'll set the captive free, are you ready for it? I want everybody here. That's a candidate. Are you a candidate on campus? Give the Lord a mighty praise and say, I'm a candidate. I'm, I'm, yeah. Are you finding some giants? I am. Have you, have you been fighting some, some big giants? I've been. But here's what I need to tell you. We're in the middle of a move of God and giants fall when God moves. Giants of fear fall. Giants of addiction, fall. Giants of depression, fall. Giants of poverty, giants of poverty, giants of poverty, giants of sexual bondage, giants of sickness, giants of compromise. Giants are falling in the mighty name of Jesus in revival. And David couldn't do it himself. God moves supernaturally for him. So I want you to raise up your hands. Let's get a little bit radical. Come on, Palm Coast, you speak. Do it at home now. Shout this out. Say, Lord, Lord move, on me. move on me 
and use me to do the impossible for your glory. Now praise him like it can happen. Lord, I feel a prophetic word. The Lord said, get ready. Within the next 48 hours, some of you are going to see the impossible manifest in your life. God is about to shift some things in your life. You are to praise him right now. If you want more, somebody say, bring it on. When Daniel could not deliver himself from the den of hungry lions, God moved and shut their mouths. Daniel 6, 22, my God sent his angels and shut the mouths of the lions. They were hungry lions. So they have not hurt me. Never forget, God still knows how to shut mouths. I got about 12 people here. I said, God still knows how to shut mouths. You know, you don't hear very much about people getting devoured by lions in 2023, but there's still a lot of folk that get eaten up by hungry mouths. Folk, all right, talking about you, talking about you, y'all tearing you up, chewing you up, and spitting you out. But I want you to understand something. Ooh, hallelujah. I said, I want you to understand something. Nothing will shut people's mouths like a move of God. Honey, I had so many people preach my funeral in the last two or three years saying, God's done with Calvary. God's done with Jim Rayleigh. But you know what I did? I kept praising. I kept worshiping, kept preaching, kept believing. And guess what? They, they can't say nothing because look what the Lord has done. Yeah. Ha, 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 Jesus, help me, Holy Ghost. When things start happening and there are no explanations for it, when things start moving and there are no explanations for it, it's then that the mouths of the devourers, the keyboard gangsters, come on somebody, the people who've been on the, key, the keyboard and been on Facebook saying it ain't gonna happen, it's done, yaka, 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 yaka. That's when God said, hey, nothing can stop me, nothing can block me. Listen, I ain't, I ain't fighting with nobody. I ain't mad at nobody. But let me tell you, every devouring, doubting demon, you got to know that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper, that the church is moving forward. I need somebody right now. All y'all ain't me. But if, you're gonna, if you will do it, give God praise that he's about to move in such a way that the mouths of doubting people who spoke against your purpose is going to be shut right now. Give God praise. Just... Come on now. The ones who doubted if your children would ever get saved. The ones who doubted if your body would ever get healed. The ones who doubted if your marriage would ever be restored. The ones who, eh, give God praise that God's about to shut it up. 
Shut it up. Shut it up. My God, I feel something rising in here. I feel it on the campuses. Give God praise. God is shutting it down. Hallelujah. I need a couple thousand people that are tuning in and in this room and even beyond that, point your finger at the enemy and say, shut up, devil. Shut up, devil. Stop talking about my future. Stop talking about my family. Stop talking about my children. Shut up, devil. Ah, hallelujah. Revelations 10, 12 says that he is an accuser of the brethren. But I got news for you. Here's what I heard the Holy Spirit say. And I'm gonna launch it into the atmosphere. I believe right now. God is releasing such a move in this church and in this church family that it is shutting the mouth of the devil. Come on, y'all. The Bible says that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. How many of you want to see yourself and your family get so broke through that the devil just has to say, you want to see things turn around and the devil's about to say I don't know who I'm talking to but I see that in the Holy Ghost right now the devil took a breath and was about to accuse you but the Lord said uh 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 I am breaking them through I am moving in a fresh way ah uh, uh, uh. Look around and tell everybody, uh, uh, uh. God's got a plan for my life and I'm going to see it. Devil, you don't get the last word. Uh. Lord have mercy. So many say that the devil shuts up. Healed, delivered, broke through, blessed, turned around, joy-filled, victorious, unified, wide-eyed, sanctified. Woo. That the devil goes. Now, watch this. Who's ready to see your family so restored that the devil shuts up? Y'all, I'm trying to move on. Who wants to see your son so saved that the devil has to shut up? Your daughter's so delivered that the devil has to shut up. Yay! Young people in such a revival that the devil can't boast anymore that he's captured a generation. I want to leave hell speechless. <laughs> Can I move on? Y'all, I'm about to get trapped right there. Gen Z is getting so passionate, the devil's saying. 
They're even getting holy. Come on, somebody. Now, next. When Abraham had done all he could in order to produce an heir, God moved on that tired, old, aged body. And him and his old wife produced a son. Lord, thank you that you did it for Abraham and Sarah. But don't do it for Jim and Don. Come on, somebody. Now, now Abraham had tried in his younger years. So he said, I'm going to help God bring this promise to pass. And he had a child with Hagar. But I need you to tell everybody in your neighborhood, God doesn't need any help. Remember, God waits until you can't produce it, y'all. And then he produces it. In the end, God did exactly what he said that he would do. So can you imagine? God did it his way. Can you imagine? Abraham is pushing 100 and Sarah is about 90. <laughs> Sarah. Sarah, you looking good, girl. <laughs> Sarah, you looking so fine. Oh, Abraham. Sarah, you looking so fine. Get that polygrip out. Put your dentures in. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. Sarah, do some stretching exercises. Come on, somebody. Sarah. I said too much. I said, Sarah. Get some icy hot out. Come on, somebody. Sarah, what's that smell? It's been gay. It's been gay. 100 years old. 90 years old. And the Bible said that he was as good as dead. But I want to tell you uh, that God got involved in the situation. And when God moves, the impossible is conceived and then it's birthed. I want to tell you that God is conceiving the impossible in this environment of revival. And I want to make something clear here. God is most glorified in the atmosphere of the impossible. It's when we can't produce it. It's when we can't birth it. It's when we can't make it happen. See, it's, it's in that moment that God comes in. And when we do the possible, we are glorified. But when we do the impossible, God is glorified. So, so is there anybody here? that wants to move beyond these moments where you are doing the impossible. And people say, boy, way to go. You did it. You made it happen. Are you ready to step out of your season and into his season and do the impossible? And then when you do the impossible, God gets the glory. Everybody can't receive this, but I feel led to declare it. 
and I want the radical folk to receive it. Raise up your hands. The Bible said you will decree a thing and it will be established. The Bible said the power of death and life is in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I decree and declare over your life that you are stepping out of a season of possible and you are moving into a season of impossible. And as God manifests in your life, he's going to be mighty and he will get all the glory. Now give him praise like you believe it. Every Calvary campus must be a place in SB, New Smyrna, Orlando, Palm Coast, Racine, Wisconsin, Kentucky, Indiana. Come on, somebody. We're, we're looking now at Ohio to establish another campus. Two campuses are looking now in, in Texas. We're talking about expanding through Florida. Come on, somebody. We're coming out of the COVID drama and we're giving birth. This is why some of you have to come to a church like Calvary. Because a church like Calvary is a place where God is moving so mightily, it's an incubator for impossible dreams to become possible. How many of you are glad to be in a church where we still believe in the impossible? Come on. An atmosphere where God doesn't move is an atmosphere of sterility and barrenness. But hear me. When was the last time, if ever, you were so immersed in a move of God that you conceived something supernaturally? Who's ready to conceive supernaturally? If that's you, give God a praise right now. I want to conceive it supernaturally. I want my next season to be a supernatural season. Huh. Now, moving forward. When Joseph had been thrown into prison in Egypt and all hope was gone, God moved and raised him up to be second in command, answering only to Pharaoh. He has these dreams. I've written a book called Dream Killers. There should be some in the back. Joseph has these dreams. He dreams of the palace, winds up in the pit. What do you do when you have palace dreams and pit realities? Oh, I can't find the real people. What, what do you do when you, God shows you the palace but takes you to the pit? Some of y'all have been decorating your pit. Some of y'all have hung two or three pictures in your pit. You got a recliner in your pit. You have made yourself comfortable in the pit. But you need to tell somebody, the pit ain't it. Yeah, the pit is never permanent. The pit is the process. The pit is the process because there's things you learn in the pit that you can't learn anywhere else. So the Midianites journeyed in to get Joseph. They bought him in the servitude. You know what Midianites mean? 
It means pressure. Their name means pressure. Some people don't get out of the pit till the pressure comes, y'all. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. When you say, I can't, I'm not taking it anymore. I won't be depressed one more day. I cried my last tear over you. I ain't gonna let the enemy steal my joy. Sometimes pressure raises you out. But it was Judah, Judah, who looked over and said, raise him up and bring him out. Wasn't Reuben, wasn't Dan, wasn't Beersheba. It was Judah. He didn't get out till Judah got him out. You know what Judah means? Judah means praise. Some of y'all need to understand. You ain't gonna program your way out. You ain't gonna legislate your way out. You ain't gonna dictate your way out. You ain't gonna command your way out. You ain't gonna confess your way out. A deacon can't get you out. An elder can't get you out. An usher can't get you out. An apostle can't get you out. A prophet can't get you out. A teacher can't get you out. Your mama can't get you out. Your daddy can't get you out. Your grandma and them can't get you out. But let me tell you what you can do. You can praise the Lord and you'll praise right out of your pit. I need somebody that's come out and out of your pit right now. Open up your mouth and just. I'm coming out. Oh. Y'all, if you're coming out of the pit with your praise, go ahead and praise him right now. Come on. When things seemed they couldn't go any worse, when Joseph had been thrown into prison in Egypt, all hope was gone, God moved and raised him up to be second in command. Only to Pharaoh. There is supernatural favor and promotion in the atmosphere of the move of God. In the midst of a move of God, situations and circumstances supernaturally turn around. Next thing. When the Israelites were in bondage and enslaved the, the Egyptians and they saw no hope for deliverance, God moved and supernaturally set them free. I don't know about you, but I believe that God can still supernaturally set my children free. I need somebody right now who needs a daughter or a son or a grandchild, somebody in your family that you need to see delivered, give God a praise that he still does it. Hey, I'm yeah. One of the things that's marking this revival is something called deliverance. We are seeing bound people get free. Y'all don't even know it. People are getting free from demon possession and oppression right in our altars. It's happening every time we gather. Last Sunday morning, I go back to the back and I'm just trying to do that guest central, trying to meet people. And this young man comes up to me and he said, he said, can I hug you? He said, I, I go to FAMU. I've been watching your church. He said, I just felt like I needed to be here. He said, can I, can I hug you? Good looking kid. I said, absolutely you can. I got that boy in my arms and he started 
just weeping and crying. He said, I'm not going to lie to you. He said, I got a lot of problems, man. I got a lot of problems, man. He started weeping and crying. In a moment, we began to see that he was heavily oppressed by the enemy. In a moment, we began to see the demonic warfare over him. We started praying for him right in Guest Central. I mean, you got new people there and somebody's getting prayed for and guess what? I looked over and said, welcome. This is how we do it here. People get delivered right in guest central. Pastor Christian came in and said, let me take him in here. Pastor Christian brought him in here. My brother let out a war cry and a shout and got delivered and set free from anger. Got delivered. Hey, I'm trying to tell you that in an atmosphere where God is moving, folks get delivered. Your drug addicts are going to get delivered. Alcoholics are getting delivered. Sick people bound by depression and suicide. They are getting delivered. In an atmosphere of a move of God, Palm Coast, NSB, live stream, an addict will lay down his drugs. People get set free from pornography and sexual sin. Young people are set on fire. Men and women are delivered from bondage. Families are restored and curses turn into blessings. When the same Israelites stood at the Red Sea, the armies of Pharaoh behind them and the Red Sea in front of them, God moved and set them free. What are you saying? I'm saying obstacles move in a move of God. And then in 2 Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat and the people of God, we're about to praise the Lord. We're under attack from three nations and saw no hope for deliverance in the natural, but as they praised and worshiped God, God moved and confused their enemies and the armies that came to destroy them turned and destroyed each other. I declare that Satan's plans are blowing up in his face. Y'all, I gotta close this thing down. I said Satan's plans are blowing up in his face. I believe that God is moving in such a way that Satan's plans are blowing up in his face. And here's how you ignite the fuse. Praise God right now and see him loose confusion. See him move in loose confusion over your enemies and watch them attack each other in the mighty name of Jesus. If you will praise the Lord, it will confuse the enemy because nothing confuses the devil and loses a move of God like praise in the midst of an attack. So I want everybody in the last season that's been under any kind of attack, don't you wait to praise him until the battle's over. Praise him right now and watch God. Almighty oh, God, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you sit there if you need to, but I believe that this praise is about to cause the enemy's plans 
to blow up in his face. Somebody blow it up with a praise. I need a mother to blow it up with a praise right now. I need a father to blow it up with a praise right now. See, the problem is, some of y'all have got too deep to give him praise. Some of y'all have got too deep to shout unto God. But I'm telling you, you won't see the thing shift until you open up your mouth. The enemy's looking at your children and saying, how can you praise like that? The enemy's looking at your bank account and saying, how can you praise like that? The enemy's looking at your problem, but here you are. I don't know. I don't know what would be a push for you. It, clapping your hands might be a push for you. Stomping your feet one good time might be a push for you. Shouting might be a push for you. But I want you to let the spirit of Jehoshaphat get on you right now. And I want you to look at the enemy and begin to praise the Lord. However you need. Can we go to church? Can we go to church? Can we go to church? Come on. Come on.
enemy's plans are blowing up in his face. There are times, y'all, nobody, nobody move, nobody leave. Last week I was a little bit concerned because I saw so many people filing out when people were trying to be saved and come forward. And if you're in such a big hurry that you can't let somebody come forward and give their hearts to Jesus, I'd say slow down a little bit. Now, I'm a little bit old-fashioned, but how many of y'all know there ain't nothing more important than somebody giving their hearts to Jesus? I kind of walked you through this and I was intentional about praise today because I felt like when we praise the Lord, when we give Him glory, that unlocks a moment where he comes in in such a way where we experience the power of transformation. See, here's the reality. Everything moves when God moves. I declare that seasons are changing in your life. Family situations are moving. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I hear the Lord say it's time for a maximum move of God. Just Financial circumstances are moving. But can I say this? I feel like there are things that the devil has put in the way that God said, I'm moving it out of the way. So I'll conclude with this. Don't miss this now. Then Jesus went to all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion because they were weary and scattered like sheep without a shepherd. Money didn't move Jesus. Applause didn't move Jesus. Personal agendas didn't move Jesus. Self-exaltation didn't move Jesus. Jesus was moved with compassion. And if we come in here, y'all, and we have these wonderful moves of God and people dance and they shout and we baptize a hundred and... 50 people or more in the last couple weeks we do all that but we don't move and we don't change then we have been excited we've been stirred but I don't want to be stirred and not changed Tell everybody in your whole neighborhood, when God truly moves, we are moved. You say, Apostle, why do you believe so greatly in the move of God? Why? Apostle, we thought, you know, you're, you're fifth or nine now. We thought you'd kind of chill a little bit. You know, 
we thought you wouldn't press us so hard to be spirit-filled and Pentecostal and Holy Ghost-led. But see, I, I'm desperate, y'all. And here's an honest statement. I believe in the move of God because I need to be moved. So here's the real question. Will you be moved while God is moving? We've done all this shouting and all this rejoicing and I was intentional about that. But will you be moved while God is moving? If you will, just slip up your hands right now. John, just sing whatever you feel. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I want more. I want more. I want more. Jesus, I
such a way where you get victory over it and then the devil tries to get you to blame yourself and then I mean it just all kind of mess but I hear the Lord say that he's moving behind the scenes God said I'm moving in ways you don't even you're not even aware of God said I want them saved more than you do so God has brought you into this service. You thought you were coming to Bike Week. Yo, you guys were coming for this. I speak deliverance. Mother, I speak deliverance. He, I, that's it. That's it. Somebody right now, if you got lost children, just receive it right now. Yeah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I speak to a son that's addicted right now to heroin. And I call him delivered supernaturally by the hand of God. I speak to a daughter right now who's told their parents, I don't even believe in God. That daughter is gonna have an encounter with the king. So with heads bowed and eyes closed and no one looking around, God's going to move right now. If you're in this room and you'd say, Apostle, there's sin in my life. I know there is. I'm not where I need to be with God. So when you pray, pray for me. If you're not where you need to be with God and you know you're not, when I count to three, raise your hands. If you're going to pray, Apostle, pray for me. One, already, already lifted. Pray for me, Apostle. Two, I'm not where I need to be. Three, slip your hand up right now. Slip it up. Slip it up. Now, if you want to get right with God, I'm not going to sneak you up here. Just come right on. Come right. Stand right here. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Come on. If you want to come, come on. Come on. That's it, son. Look at these young people. Come on. Y'all, you ought to rejoice because all heaven is rejoicing right now. Hey. This is what happens when the Lord comes in the room. Here they come. Y'all make room for them. Make room for them. Get them up here. Get them up here. Come on. If you want this Jesus that I've been preaching about, get up here right now. 
If you want to get saved, you want to get right with God, get up here right now. Come on, God's dealing with somebody in, in, in the stadium seating, in the balcony. Come right now. I'm lending you 10 more seconds. Come on. I'm going to count down from 10. If you need to come, rush up here right now. 10. That's it, sister. I was waiting on you. I was waiting on you. She came and her son came with her. Nine. That's it. I was waiting on you. Eight. That's it, young lady. I was waiting on you. Hey. Y'all, God is in this place. Seven. You're on the clock. You're on the clock. You're on the clock. Six. You're on the clock. This is a moment. Five. Yeah, oh, look what God is doing. Four. You're on the clock right now. Yeah. Three. That's it. Come on, sisters. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Gen Z is coming forward. Three. I'm sorry. I'm waiting. I'm waiting on you. I just put my foot in the door. You need to come. Come now. You need to come. Come. God is dealing with you. You need to come. Come right now. I've had people say... Oh, that's it. That's it. Somebody give God praise. Wait, that's it. That's it. I've, I've, had, I've had people tell me in the past, you shouldn't even give altar calls. There's no biblical precedence for it. Let me tell you what there is a biblical precedence for. If you're going to inbox me and tell me not to do an altar call, I'm going to respond to you and tell you that there is something about a public declaration that I am following Jesus and saying I'm not ashamed. Uh, that's it. Come on. Look here. That's it. That's it. Y'all, I wish you would praise the Lord. Like this is not, this is not common. 
I need all of my elders to come up here and elders' wives because I need help with this. I need help with this right now. I need my staff. I need you to get up here and help me with this. If you're on my staff, I want you to come and stand behind these. But this is why, this is why I, I'm so stirred when people start leaving and they, they miss this and they create a distraction. Somebody give God praise that this is the moment that the whole service has been about. So I want everybody to take your hand and put it on your heart right now. Look at me right in the eyes and let me explain what we're going to do. Your heart in the Bible represents your mind, your will, and your emotions. It's the seat of your soul. When you give your heart to the Lord, it's not like you give the thing beating in your chest to the Lord. He already owns that. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But watch this. What you're saying is, God, I'm giving my mind, my will, my emotions. I'm turning my attention to you. So that's why we give the Lord our heart. When we do this, look at me now, precious. Look at me. We're acknowledging that we've been trying it our way. And our way ain't been working. We're acknowledging that we believe we were made for more. We're acknowledging that we need Jesus. See, somehow, God, we, we get in these times, y'all, where the enemy makes us think that we don't need Jesus. Well, I'm going to tell you this. We really need him. And when you pray a prayer like this, you're saying, Lord, I need you with everything I've got. So hand on your heart, and then we raise our other hand. So you say, Apostle, why do you raise your hand? A couple reasons. Number one, when you're in school and you know the answer, you slip up your hand, don't you? You're slipping up your hand, and you're acknowledging that Jesus is your answer. So hand on your heart, raise your other hand. Pray this after me. Everybody loud and strong in the whole house. Pray, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I'm asking you, please forgive me for all my sins. Take my heart, wash it clean, and make me new. I need you today. I need a new beginning and a fresh start. I receive you now as my Lord and my Savior. I give my heart to you. I give all that I am to you. Thank you now for saving me. Now here's what we're going to do. The next thing you need to do is sign up and be baptized. We're going to do a baptismal service tonight. How many of y'all believe in baptism? So. I want everybody that's an altar worker to move toward these. I want everybody else to stretch your hands toward these right now. How many of y'all glad to be in a church where God is moving? 53 people saved last week, a whole bunch more than that this week. So stretch your hands out. All of you look at me right in the eyes. I want to tell you this. Tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to meet back for revival. It's going to be miracles, signs, and wonders. We'll have the baptismal tanks on the stage open and ready. We've got busloads of people driving in. And then we'll meet Friday night at 7 for Friday night fire. We stretch our hands toward all these right now. Come on. And we declare 
devil, you've been defeated, that these are now children of God, and they will never, ever, ever be the same. Are you glad you came? If you can come back tonight, it's going to be powerful. I invite you back, 6.30. If you're my special guest, meet me in Guest Central right here on my right. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060, or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.